welcome to your Mind is Trying to Kill You podcast. Join your host, Alexandros Megas, and co-host Vincent Byrne, as they walk you through the deepest recesses of the mind and how it operates. They discuss all the reasons why our minds persistently get in the way of our evolution, growth, and our success. But crucially, they also teach you what you can do to change your destiny. And now, here's your host, Alexandros Megas. Welcome to the 22nd episode of the Your Mind is Trying to Kill You podcast. I'm your host, Alexandros Megas. And I'm your co-host, Vincent Byrne. And 22nd episode. Do you know what the number 22 corresponds to when it comes to the major arcana of the tarot deck, my friend? No, no. It's, it's the full card. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Is that so, the fool as in the King Lear type fool? You know, well, it's the fool that is the kind of person that's actually so enthusiastic as a child that leaps forward without even thinking about, uh, you know, what he's doing. He is, he's just all for it. Like there's no critical factor. It's like the child, right? It's like the okay. no critical factor holding them back. And of course, there are positives to this and there are also negatives to this. Hmm. Um, and I think that this kind of, as I'm thinking right now, ties into what we're going to talk about today. You want to, do you, you want to introduce the topic? Yeah. So, um, I suppose I've been, um, because of the work I've been doing around my own business, um, I've come across a lot of people talking about the need to know your own story in order to, um, be able to connect with people because in essence we need to be able to tell our story in order for people to see who we really are um, and uh, so there's that piece and then there's also from you know coaching and personal development there's the understanding that needing to know what is the story that we are living into is hugely important if we want to change our behavior or change the kind of life outcome that we're looking for. So to knowing what the story is, realizing that we're living into it, and then realizing what we must change in order to go forward. So story has come up quite a lot. And um, I just thought, given what we've talked about before in all of the episodes up to now, that uh, it would be a useful way to, um, uh, a useful thing to get your perspective on it and to have a chat about how story works and uh, how it impacts us. Right. Well, first we have to acknowledge the fact that uh, everything that we are as, as a personality, like the personality is a narrative in and of itself, right? It is a whole bunch of, it's a role. Mm. Uh, the personality is a role, it's not who we are. Right? And there's no who we really are. 
but it's who we have chosen to be based on a number of uh, factors and parameters. That's uh, most of the time subconscious, on a subconscious level. Some of the time it's also conscious. So, but, you know, we have to acknowledge that we are a story in the first place. And this is why I believe it is being told the story, the, <laughs> the narrative about storytelling and how important it is uh, in the, the business world. And when I say in the business world, I mean in the relationship wor world, because that's what business has end up the, the modern sign of business is uh, building relationships. Now that sounds like a filthy kind of statement uh, if you look at it from a certain point of view, but I'm not going to be judgmental on it. We're just going to examine how that works. It's so everything, everything is a narrative uh, and we ourselves are also a narrative. We are a story and, uh, Depending, depending on how far, how deep someone wants to go when it comes to deconstructing themselves, who they are, in order to find out whether or not there are any parts that don't serve them and then replace them with other parts and so on and so forth, you know. Um, in order to do that, we have to first find out whether or not we are interested in completely either getting rid of the story, which has certain implications. I mean, if you totally get rid of your story and you're not some kind of like master spiritualist, you know, um, master of yourself in some way, you know, yogi or what have you, you might end up quite literally, I mean, you lose, it's what we refer to as losing your mind you know, mm. going crazy mm. because depending on how, like Carlos Castaneda had a way of, of uh, dealing with that. Um, Don Juan, his mentor called that controlled folly, uh, which means that I care for what's happening around me to the extent that it serves me for not losing my shit. But at the same time, I understand that it's all bullshit. It's nothing. It's just a story. It's just a fairy tale. Mm. It's not who we are. So what part do we want to start examining first? You're asking me? Yes. Um, well, I mean, I think the natural thing um, is that when someone has when someone has a behavior or uh, a set of circumstances going on in their life or their business, um, often what they want to do or what certainly I've read about doing is finding out what is the story that led to that particular set of circumstances or that particular behavior. Now it's like, as we talked about before, it's what was the action, what was the, um, event that gave rise to that programming um, that ultimately led to the story which is that I believe this about myself and therefore I'm going to act into it. So I think people for the most part want to skirt around and kind of cherry pick 
the bits that they know about that are bad and they want to do something about it. They want to find out what's behind it and then create a new story so that they're more empowered, let's say, when they go forward. Um, so I think that's that's the uh, the kind of thing that I'm most familiar with um, as distinct from, you know, deleting the program completely uh, and trying to build up something afresh. Right, and that makes sense, of course. Um, now, like I said before, it all depends on how far you want to go. Most people are interested in, you know, like uh, we talk about uh, the entrepreneurial way of dealing with life um, quite often on this podcast. And this is what... I'm trying to find out what makes people tick. And then I use that. You know, it's like reverse engineering uh, a device. I use that to then put my own commands in it and make you buy my shit. So, you know, there's no, <laughs> let's not sugarcoat it. And there's no other way of looking at this if we're honest with ourselves, right? Uh, I'm not going to call that because, you know, everybody's everybody who's been told that as an entrepreneur is like, but what I'm doing is I'm, I'm helping people. You know, I offer something that enhances their lives. <laughs> and, and of course, you know, yeah, sure. Whatever you want to tell yourself is cool. Um, because there's no ultimately. And if we're talking about esoteric knowledge, esoteric uh, understanding and, and finding your way through uh, these thick woods of bullshit that our life is enveloped in, uh, we, you know, you might want to understand that all these stories are just stories. And what do stories do? They lull you to sleep, right? And this is what this is about. It's a big ass hypnotic uh, uh, bizarre uh, that that is there has been put in place a long, long, long time ago, and uh, not only we have uh, uh, bowed down to it, we have worshipped it, but we have made it a form of art. People, you know, we get fascinated by it to the point of creating more intricate stories and going weaving this whole thing in ever winding circles. So, hmm. you know, is that good or is that bad? Are we, what are we trying to do here? Are we trying to empower someone? Fine. How does get someone get empowered? Ultimately, the ultimate empowerment is realizing. And of course, if you do that, I understand I have a habit of stopping mid sentence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I apologize. Sometimes my mind is going, uh, you know, skipping ahead. Um, let me rewind. Ultimately, as far as I'm concerned, the whole idea is to find out that the whole deal is a story, right? It's a story. A story is what a fairy tale is. It's just something that we tell ourselves to amuse ourselves, <laughs> you know? Um, and that, if we get down to last week, we talked about ayahuasca, right? And it's, that's a perfect, it's a perfect scenario to frame this sort of thing because this is exactly what uh, a shamanic medicine or even meditation, if you do this in order to get deep enough to find out what the hell is going on down the rabbit hole, 
you realize that the story doesn't matter. So when you realize that the story doesn't matter, you can now find yourself in a position of rearranging the parts of the story, you know, and having fun with it, you know. And, and this is the difference between those two, those two mindsets, because they are mindsets. Uh, is number one is like let's say that you're like I'm an artist, right? I'm an artist. Uh, this is these are the two kinds of artists that you that you might be. One is the kind of artist that you know what I just I dreamt this amazing intricate whatever thing, and I now I'm so excited to put it down, and I I, I can't wait until I put it down, uh, and what what blah blah blah. And second type of artist is, well, you know, I had that idea that will make me a million dollars. I have to craft it and make sure that it's perfect enough and doesn't deviate from where it needs to be in order to be desirable enough for whatever, you know, people to want to pay whatever amount in order to, uh, you know, acquire it. So the second kind of artist has been enveloping their mindset into a storyline and narrative that doesn't serve them. The reason why it doesn't serve them is because they are after a specific goal and that's what they're all about. Mm. And and in magical terms, that's called goal last, goal last, something like that. You know, lasting after goals. And, uh, in the premise of needing to manifest something, and of course that works even if you're doing um, affirmations or anything, any, any sort of work like that, manifesting something that you are totally <laughs> like uh, desperate about is never going to happen. Mm. So that's a storyline that doesn't work for you if that's what you're looking for. Now, if you want to be the tortured artist type, which is another story, Right, it's another narrative. It's another personality. It's another um, fairy tale. Then you can embrace these kinds of stories that make you feel, look, and feel like that kind of person. But this is like method acting. You know what I mean? Like you know, you give uh, you know Jim Carrey the, his next role, and it's very intricate and it's very challenging. And now he has to become that person, and he goes into great lengths into into manifesting. <laughs> manifesting that storyline within himself for a certain period of time and good luck with him getting rid of these stories by the, by the way and this is what makes master actors i suppose the fact that they manage to they're able to get rid of these storylines after they're done or do they i don't know <laughs> maybe that's why they're crazy so this is then it comes down when it comes to i'm thinking what you uh, pose that initially as a question is people don't want to deal with the stories that lead them to lives that feel that they're not happy, they're not fulfilling. And so they want to tweak the story to become another character that will make the, the journey more enjoyable or more rewarding. Am I correct? Yeah, or that they want to be the same character, but they just want to tweak certain aspects of it in order to um, deliver what they want. So 
in business it could be something as simple as someone who has a uh, a phobia or a dislike of picking up the phone and making sales calls and um, right. and that will be because somewhere along the line they bought into the story that salespeople are evil and they just want to um take money off you and rip you off and all that sort of stuff um so then when they're in that situation pardon that's not true no um and then when they uh when it comes to the point where you are that entrepreneur and you have this great idea but actually it requires you to pick up the phone and ask people would they like to invest in it or buy it or whatever all that stuff comes back to uh, prevent you from doing it or not been very successful or you using all kind of avoidance uh, to not make those calls. And as a result, you're not very successful. So uh, they want to change the story, which is that I think salespeople are evil and chancers and all that sort of stuff, uh, because I need to change that narrative so that I can comfortably uh, behave like a salesperson and not feel like I'm evil and a chancer. Um, so I think that's that's the way that that people want to do it. And uh, I think they're the bits. They want to go around the edges and pick the pieces that are not working for them and then identify them and then get them fixed. Um, so the, the new story is that I am good at sales. Um, but I think the, the, the thing I suppose that struck me about it was that it is coming back to what we previously spoke about in terms of programming and um, the two are linked. And now that you say it's, it's like the, um, the, the, the character uh, that we have created for ourselves in this particular movie, which is a combination of loads of different factors. Uh, some are good, some are bad. And we, we, the ones we're, that are bad that are not serving us, we want to have them changed. So, um, yeah, but then there's the other side, which is that um, where people are encouraging you to use your story to most likely talk about where you've come from and the challenges that you've overcome um, to get to this place so that um, people will resonate with you and they'll see that they were that person back here as well and therefore this solution that you have um, that you're trying to sell to them uh, is one that they can see themselves stepping into as well. Right. Okay. So first of all, um, when we're talking about the inability to be a good salesman, we have to consider the whys. So, when someone says, well, I'm having difficulty, Some, let's say I come to you and I'm, hey, Vincent, I'm having difficulty making sales calls, man. It's just sales calls suck. To which you reply, why? Right? We go back to, if we really want to unwind this particular story, because it is, that is a story in and of itself, we, we need to go back to why? And of course, most people don't think in those terms. So initially, they won't be able to, they, they don't know how to unravel this and go back to the whatever it is, the, the initial uh, program, the initial conditioning, mm. right? Uh, 
So, but why? It's like, why, why do you, I mean, let's do it. Let's do it. You want to do that? Let's do it together. Okay. So you, you tell me, what's your, what's your problem, Vincent, my child? Oh, I have a, a problem with, uh, with making sales calls. I just, you know, I don't like when people say no, and I just have a difficulty with that. Why don't you like it when people say no? Um, I think it was because I, I always, I always, you know, did well and I always, you know, did a good job for people. And when I was in school, I did well. So typically when I went, um, looking for something, um, people were fairly amenable to it, you know, nice guy does, does, does his work. So yeah, we'll, we'll give him whatever he asks for, but then you come into this, dog eat dog world or a situation where you don't know if people want what you have to uh, to sell and uh, it's hard to um uh to to not be sure that they're going to say yes and even worse to imagine that they will say no to your face right but here's the here's the that, that was very well done because but you you psychoanalyzed yourself when i asked you a question i don't that's not what i asked you to do i asked you why it is that, I mean, we, we have to start in very simple terms, right? Why is it that sales calls suck for you? What's the reason? Give me the reason. If the reason is not coming to you, I can, I can offer a reason. Well, the one, the one reason that comes is that I'm, I've never been practiced at it. I've never been trained how to do it. Right, but why, let's go, once again, let's go back. Why, okay, let's, let's change the question. Okay. Why does being punched in the face, right, is not a likable situation for you? Because it hurts. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, did you see what so the rejection the, so the sales call rejection right. is hurt as well that's right because it's this is the bottom uh the bottom line of what is going on here right if mm -hmm. i call you up hey vincent do you want to I, I have this vibrator that's fucking awesome do you want to buy it <laughs> you buy it you get rid of you know your lady will never bug you again ever uh <laughs> And they're like, oh, fuck off. So what, <laughs> so what happens, you know what I mean, to you? It's like your feelings are hurt, man. Because what I'm saying, what, you, what you're saying to me in response to my request is that you don't like me. That's what I'm hearing. Mm. I'm a bad person or I'm an asshole or I'm just not a desirable person. You know what I mean? If that yeah, was yeah. a post on Facebook, you would dislike it, be angry, tears, you know? <laughs> oh, I, I, yeah. And what comes up there is that what it's doing is it's, it's uh, confirming all of the negativity that I would have felt about myself beforehand. That's right. So all this, this is how, see, that, that is what ties into the conditioning. Because yeah, yeah. there are some people that are naturally, naturally great salespeople. Why? Because they don't give a shit. They expect that you're going to say no. 
Because yeah. when you say no, they get a hard on. They're like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Let's dig a little deeper, right? So that it, it is the emotional response on your end that makes this be one thing or another thing. Mm. And so that is, of course, your programming. So now we have to <laughs> go pack, backpedal and go back to where that programming went bad for you when it comes to sales, right? Mm. You know, like did uh, mommy or dad, like, uh, someone was calling, hi, you know, we have a uh, snake uh, oil salesman, uh, fuck you. Boop. You know, so <laughs> this, there is all these kinds of, uh, of ways uh, that we tether our emotions and our subconscious responses to according to what makes us feel um, more comfortable. Mm. So we, of course, as you know, we are creatures of comfort. So we chase comfort. So whatever doesn't feel comfortable, we, it, it, painful, right? We talked about that. We tend to want to avoid. We mm. run away from pain. So what is it in this particular situation that is painful for you? This is the first question that we need to address, right? And, and the, you know, going back to the story, it, it says, the story says that, well, you know, if I want to sell something, that means I'm a scumbag <laughs> and, and I want to tell you to take your money, right? Uh, or that means that uh, I'm trying to trick you into buying something you don't need. Or that means that uh, I, am, um, uh, I am like a trickster. You know, I'm a lucky. Well, well if you take the, the you know, the, the story that, that you might have heard when you were growing up, it might have been that that's what salespeople were, that they were, Yes. tricksters they were chancers they were you know whatever which then equated to they are untrustworthy you know unlikable people therefore fast forward it and you're there looking at the phone needing to make the call and what's going on is i need to make this call but it's only unlikable untrustworthy people who are going to make this call right. they're the only ones who are good at this people who are um charlatans basically so that's that's the that's what's ultimately behind it um and you not wanting to feel like that person or be yes. described as one of those people because you can imagine your parents saying it about you as much as they did about that other guy right exactly so what is it that you say to these people uh, when they come to you with this problem, usually? Usually I work through with them uh, what exactly they um, have a problem with. And I don't, I don't do it from the perspective that you would in terms of, say, looking at the, um, the story and the mindset. Like the level that I would do it would be, would be quite um, sort of superficial and and uh, let's call it i would try to get them into a practice because as much as you can um as you can change someone's beliefs about something you can also get them to move along by giving them a simple practice or simple series of steps that they can take 
um, which doesn't necessarily remove the fear, but it could get them to a point of um, actually taking the action, uh, which ultimately is, is, is what they want. It may not be a permanent solution, but it, it kind of gets by. Right. Uh, yes, of course. But it, is, it provides you with a, with a new tool in your arsenal to want to examine why this is happening in the first place. Mm. And then, you know, what I would do, what I would do um, is ask someone who, who are you? Like, you know, if you were to, if you were to describe yourself, like what kind of person you are to someone else that doesn't know you, they're about to meet you. Or let's say, you know, someone, let's say I want to introduce you to this girl uh, that might be in, uh, that I think might be interested in you, and you would be interested in her. And I'm telling her a story about you. So Vincent is such and such and such person, you know, trying to entice her into, uh, of course, because I'm telling the story, right? So I'm, I'm embellishing on that story and and making it as uh, uh, brilliant as possible and as desirable as possible. So who are you? Is then the question that I would ask. And it's a question I ask myself on a daily basis. As a, as a matter of fact, who are you? Who are you? And the ability, like if someone needs to be a brilliant salesman, they need to be able to answer that question. If someone wants to be a brilliant anything, as far as I'm concerned, but since we're talking about sales now, uh, you need to be able to address this question, right? It is to me, you know, out there, again, we're going to go back to the gurus and the Gary V's and so on and so forth. Now. Uh, it is my perspective that no one, not no one, most people, especially most people that are tangled up to the, the game of success in the way that is being defined uh, nowadays, Right in in Western society, at least any in any society, I suppose. Uh, these questions do not become important because uh, you know if you're like Grant Cardone or <laughs> Gary Vee or any of those people, uh, the only thing that matters to them is convincing themselves, brainwashing themselves, mm. that they are this or that thing. Hi, I don't give a shit about you know. Give a shit about money, money. Yeah, poo poo. Yeah, I just want to help people. That's that's what gets me off. But I mean, you hear that <laughs> everywhere. But why? What the fuck does that even mean? Right? That's not even. <laughs> but he has to say that to himself, because otherwise he won't be able to pull that trigger. He won't be able to just go out there. And be as passionate about getting you to pay thousands of dollars to follow his shit in order to 10x. Do you understand? Is that because he's, he's, he's likely to uh, realize that what he's actually selling is rubbish and that um, it does, it's not worth the thousands of dollars that he's going to charge? That's, that yeah, well, that's, that's one aspect of it. It's a possibility. But primarily... What he's interested in, and I say he, I mean the, whatever, 
hypothetical. Okay, let's not pin someone. <laughs> it's yes. a hypothetical. There's many of those figures out there, right? So, and again, we're not, we don't seek to shit talk here. That's, we're trying to investigate something. Mm. And I, I'm analyzing a situation. We're analyzing a situation in the same way that I've analyzed myself, you know, hundreds of times. And even on this, on this podcast. Uh, because if you don't get there for yourself, you won't be able to, to connect. You talked about connection in the beginning. Yeah, people seek to connect, but is that true? Do people, this, and this is one of the reasons why people are not able to play that entrepreneurial game properly is because the connection is shallow. They're not seeking to connect. They're seeking to look like as if they connect. Now, oh, let me tell you a story. When I was a kid, I had a German Shepherd. And once that German Shepherd, I don't know what happened. Something bit that dog. I don't know what it was, but I just went to pet him and he bit my hand off. And then I was sitting there with my hand in my other hand. And... I was thinking, oh, what the fuck just happened? You know, <laughs> uh, the idea here is that we need to get down to, in simple terms, to the story. What is the story here? Like, if I am X um, uh, marketing guru, you know, uh, or X business school or whatever what is my basic my basic story what's my persona about my persona has to be about this is how i'm going to connect otherwise i'm not going to connect right and my ba and if you examine this is what you're going to find with all these people all these people are trying to teach them like oh I, i'm not doing this for the money <laughs> you know <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. Go out there and, and do the thing. You know, go to the initial video. The first time one of these people introduces themselves to you. Oh, I don't care about the money. Ah, fuck the money. I have this deep yearning <laughs> for helping people find their inner success. Yeah. I don't but, know. but like, what's the difference? Like, what, where's the line crossed? between someone who, um, as it were, tells their story, you know, I grew up in this situation, I, you know, took this turn, it took me in the wrong direction, and I took that turn, now I finally got to here, and I can tell you about it as well. So if that actually happened, obviously they're doing it in order to make money, regardless of what they might say. But if you have someone who's genuine, who tells a story of their uh, how they got from where they were to where they are now. And part of it is the purpose is to, is to sell their product or their service. And is, is, are, are we saying that's okay? But if somebody says, well, you know, I remember actually um, one of the gurus, uh, he's an Irish guy and uh, he's in the States and uh, telling people that he grew up in this backward village in outside Dublin and it was like there was donkeys and carts and this kind of stuff. And you, <laughs> the village is one of the most modern places you could be. 
but but it was part of the story. So you've got guys telling and embellishing and um, you know essentially lying uh, in order to create this narrative that I came from rags and now I'm here and I'm changing the world and you can change your life too if you follow me. So so what we're saying is that those people are using false stories to to a degree, con people out of money because they may actually have something to sell, uh, which may be of value, um, versus people who tell their genuine, actual story uh, who have something to sell. So, oh, but yes. Well, the, this is and this is my feeling about this. Look, we have, as a matter of fact, you know, soon uh, I'm going to talk about a specific. Um, a program that I have developed that that leads a person down that rabbit hole uh, in in a in a series of successive series of steps that can take them to deconstruct what it is that they thought they were mm. uh, in in order to be able to then reconstruct themselves in a way that is proper for them. Mm. Now, this is a this is. You might say, yeah, it's a product. And the, re- the reason, what is the reason why I'm coming out with our product? There may be several reasons. <laughs> One of which is, yeah, making money for something that I labored for and that I know can help people, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I believe, however, the, the bullshit part comes into uh, the equation when I start over embellishing my story yeah you know what i mean like what you said before yeah because yeah. because that means that i don't think what i have to offer is good enough now i have to make you drool over it and want to become an addict you know like picasso oh here's here's picasso i just wiped my ass with this and signed it and it's worth a hundred thousand dollars because it's picasso's shit do you understand what the difference is here this, this, we're talking about uh, the, the impetus to create slaves around you, mm. to create people that are absolutely brainwashed and want to consume your spit, you know, for holy water mm. versus, <laughs> versus taking something. Hey, here's a cucumber. I, it's, it's organic and I just picked it out of my garden. It's worth a dollar. Do you know what I mean? Like the, but, the, but, is, yeah. but is there not the, the piece there, though, in terms of you selling that cucumber, for example, the, the, the likelihood is that in order to be able to sell it, you are not just going to be able to show up with the cucumber or a basket of them or whatever and sell them for a dollar. You will need to tell the story sure. of why it is that you are an organic farmer or vegetable grower, yes. why you got into it. So uh, the point is that, story is a vehicle and we're effectively saying is it can be used for good and it can be used for um you know conning people as well absolutely i i i did not i hope i didn't say anywhere that i'm opposed to the story (laughs) yeah yeah i'm I'm an artist after all i'm a a storyteller yeah yeah Uh, no it's it's just to understand it and how it's it, it comes together because there's another part that, that to this particular issue, which is like we we 
I'm sure, you know, Greek mythology is obviously one of the major sources of storytelling, which has carried down for centuries. Um, and uh, all of those heroes and characters, you know, found their way into, you know, they, they, be, they became almost, um, they became godlike by virtue of the story as much as they were about the gods, you know. Um, but then you have a Norse version of it and you have even Irish stuff about, you know, fairies and all that sort of stuff as well. Um, and I'm sure there are in so many different cultures. So we have this history of entertaining each other by telling stories. And we, we still do it in Ireland in lots of country pubs where people, you know, go in and tell all kinds of uh, weird and wonderful stories that they, they had. So, but now we have um, entertainment whether it be coming from Hollywood, whether it be coming from CNN, whether it be coming from Sky News, um, whether we have it coming over the internet, we have people using stories to, um, to connect with us um, in order to influence us in some way or other. Because even if you go back and tell your genuine story about being that organic vegetable grower, the fact is the reason you're doing it is to create some form of influence in order for people to know that you sell cucumbers and that you'd like them to buy it, buy them from you. It's not just giving information. You're, you're looking to influence. Yes, of course you look at the, the, uh, Look, you, you can't, this, I, I, I'm not opposing the influence for it. Because there's nothing you can do to not influence. You influence people without saying nothing. You mm. sit there with your mouth shut. You influence people with your energy. <laughs> right? There's no way. You know, because we're connected like that. But going, going back to that, you just said it. You know, it's, oh, it's a form of influence, so should I not tell the story? No, that's not the point. The point is that the people that come to you and say, oh, you know, I'm having a problem with the sales why are they having problem with those sales? Because they see, they have a perception of those salespeople out there over embellishing, you know, making, coming up with stories, making up stories, mm -hmm. doing all this shit in order to um, trick people into doing, buying something they don't need or you know, whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. So, that's why, you know, why would I, you know, the, the idea here is to find a reason to connect with you, right? To find a reason to connect with you. And when you do that, then you get to enjoy the benefits of both the potential sales and making an actual connection. Hmm. Creating a connection. And that connection is all that we're about. We come into this world for this connection, right? We, we, we talked about that being um, a way to look into our uh, destiny, you know, the, the reason why we're here. Because mm. the reason why we're here is not to sell shit and become millionaires. You know, that, let's just... <laughs> yeah. Let's just face it here. On, on a level of of base spirituality here that's not the reason and i don't have to if i have to explain why that's not the reason <laughs> that we're fucked but uh ultimately 
the reason why people are having trouble becoming entrepreneurs or salespeople or selling something or fuck selling, communicate. Hey, you're going to your, your, see someone at the bar and you don't know this person and you want to strike up a conversation, right? And people are like, oh, no, I'm shy. So that, this, the reason why you're shy is because you have uh, created a program. A program has been created uh, within your subconscious mind that says that who I am is not good enough, is not genuine. No one would be interested in me. I have nothing to say. Mm. Possibly coming as well from the story that if you've heard someone say that people who walk up to other people and try and chat them up at the bars, that they're people. <laughs> yeah. So it can, it can come in from several, several angles. Yes. Um, of course. And, and I mean, the, the issue of story and, um, it as a device and I'm, I'm not, I'm just using the word device in a, uh, just a very uh, general context, but essentially the construct of a story is one which causes us to be lulled into a sense of relaxation and comfort, which in turn allows the person who's telling the story or allows the TV channel telling the story or your best friend telling the story to get beyond the critical factor, to get beyond that guard that, that is, you know, will, will check rationality and everything else. A story kind of lulls us into a place of hypnosis in effect. That's right. Which then, if someone wanted to, and not that people necessarily want to do it, but they want to lull you into being engaged, into being um, almost transfixed um, in the way that people do when you're sitting around listening to someone telling an engaging story. So they don't have an agenda other than the fact that they're telling it. But when you have got an agenda, you're right in there. You, you can then start to use the 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 story or the element of the story to start planting a message or getting beyond someone's um uh judgment as it were in order to get them to either buy a product or do what you want them to do right is that is yeah. that fair in terms yeah, of the device? yeah uh, and once again there's the element of the agenda right so yeah. What is the agenda? And this, the dishonesty that we, with which we engage ourselves on a daily basis, right, leads to um, a society that's full of it. Because we mm -hmm. are, society is just a mirror of what we are. Sure. You know, so if you, if you came down, you know, if you knocked on my door and I opened the door, and you're like, I want to tell you a story. Hi, neighbor. I just wanted to tell you a story. I'd be like, hmm. What's your agenda? You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw you coming down, you know, half a mile driveway into the woods to find me. I would probably greet you with a shotgun. <laughs> I wouldn't. Yes, I would. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so we are tainted. We are in a, a predicament here because of the way 
that all these practices have taken advantage of mm. people in the same way that the animals, you know, like uh, if you go somewhere where deer hunters go <laughs> and annihilate an entire population of deer, it's unlikely that you'll see another deer going there, you know, passing through the same path because, you know, these, uh, these animals, not understand. they understand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So they're like, yeah, well, it smells like shit in here. That I'm not going to go there. You know, I'm not going to lay down and make a tent where 10 people have pooped. You know what I mean? Yeah. It makes sense. So first of all, I mean, let's, let's just clear the air. Number one, if you just want to be a, a good business, maybe a good salesman and don't give a shit, yes, you, tr try and find the most... Um, honest elements within yourself and uh, and engage in them with them and express those outwardly like if you want to hypnotize people that's what you do right this is what cult leaders do this is what politicians do by the way what do they do they they try to pick certain things that would make them relatable so is it is it is it that if you take politicians, for example, is it a case that the politician identifies characteristics in themselves that they want to put across? Or is it that they identify characteristics in the people they want to, um, they want to engage with and speak to those characteristics? Or is it a combination well, both. of both? They do both. Both, okay. Yeah, it's a combination of both. They have to do that. Because, uh, well, first they have to understand, they have to know what, as a good marketer, right? You have to know your, your market. You have mm. to know who is your, uh, your prospect, mm. who's your potential client, right? Uh, so that's the number one thing. So they find out, mm, you know, what do people like? Honesty. Uh, okay, cool. What was it? I was honest once, you know, when I was 12 years old. I can relate to that. Um, so I have a story about that. <laughs> story. Uh, so, you know what I mean? So, so there are certain politicians, you know, and I'm not going to, yeah. I think all politicians, well, they all do. That is an umbrella, right? Yeah. But there are certain people that have an extreme charisma and have had over the years and people love them. Just whatever, you know, hi, I'm Bill Clinton. I did not have sexual relationship with that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and of course, you know, he's just so, he believes that to be the case because he has to. And uh, but the, inter the yeah, interesting thing is that like when he was over here around about the time of the peace process and all of that, like the, I met some people who, you know, they were in a room with him, you know, in large room, loads of people. And it was like, it was like someone with, it was almost on a different energy level walked into the room. And there was just, whether right. it was charisma or whatever it was, there was something emanating out, which kind of almost like Absolutely. some kind of deity had walked in the room. And yes. even though he wasn't speaking to you, you just felt it. Absolutely. And some people have that and some people don't. And clearly yeah. it's part of who they believe they are. And that's, yes, of course. And that's something you can also develop, of course, is what a, a magician's ultimate goal is, right? 
so a cult leader, you know. Yeah. Uh, any anyone who needs to uh, command the consciousness of other people or other beings, you know, even mm. the, you know, like a horse whisperer. <laughs> this is what these people are about. That's mm. what they do. So, so yes, if you don't care about, if you don't care about uh, bettering yourself, if you don't care about becoming um, tethered to your higher self more closely, if that's, if you don't give a shit about that, then, and you want the mechanics of it, that's mm-hmm. the mechanics of it. You know, scan yourself and find anything relatable within you, with the person that, uh, <laughs> that you want to sell to, because that's what this is about. Hey, mm. you know, are you homeless? I feel your pain and I was there too. Mm. You know, did you, did you ever get to drink your own piss because there was no water around? Yes. I know how you feel. Mm. I've drunk Budweiser too. If you ate asparagus the day before. (laughs) 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 But you know what I mean? So so it it is, and that's the mechanics of it. But I, as as a person who is constantly under the process of deconstructing myself, and my own bullshit, right? Because that's my, that's my, this is what I care about the most. That's what my primary um, work is. And the reflection of, of what it is that even this podcast, you know, I mean, <laughs> what we talk about here is not, as I'm sure you know yourself, what most people want to hear. Mm. No, because most people want to hear the stories. Mm. You know, most people want to hear, you know, to be lulled to sleep. Most people want to be like, you know, oh, let me take you here as cushiony and as more as comfortably as I can from where you are right now. <clears throat> carry you onto a feather bed and then sing to you until you're in dreamland. So, the, but but that that for most, unfortunately, most people that's what they want. <clears throat> but isn't there a, um, you know, the people who go, and we've talked about it before, to, you know, the Tony Robbins, 20,000 yeah. people in an arena kind of stuff. And, you know, they want to be motivated and, and all that sort of stuff. Isn't, isn't, I, I've never been, I, I just saw his Netflix thing. And it struck me that a lot of what he's doing is telling stories about how to get people hyped up. Uh, and it kind of reminded me of, of because uh, I used to have a, an interest in um, um, mythology, Greek mythology, and and Norse mythology when I was when I when I was a kid, um, and my sense of it was that stories were told to people, you know, in order to get them hyped up before they went to battle, for example, and so it was a way of. Um, and certainly that would have been the case in, in Ireland, you know, uh, how such and such had taken out a whole, you know, battalion of English army officers or whatever. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he became famous in the folklore and fellows are writing songs about him as much as they were about telling the story. And the idea behind it was not just to eulogize him. It was to hype other guys up who were going to go and do the same. So you have stories being told to actually get people up, 
motivated um, feeling like they've got something as much as it is people wanting to be entertained and be, you know, coddled and, and put to sleep. So it's, um, there's that aspect of it as well. Of course, of course. And, and motivate, you know, I'm, I'm all, I'm all for motivation. We talked about motivation. Yeah. Uh, motivate. There was like Alexander the Great used to talk to his soldiers right before every ba battle. Yeah. And he used to rile them up so much that he just couldn't hold them back. You know, was, he, was, he, was it was it he who told the story about burning the ships? Was he was he the one who did that one? I was. I don't remember specifically. <clears throat> yeah, you know the one I'm talking about, where they said that they they burnt the ships so they so they couldn't go back. Um, right. Yeah. 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 Um, so, look, you <laughs> most people want to be charismatic. Not everyone, I guess. Everyone will welcome it, but not everyone is after it. Uh, in the same fashion that people want to look fabulous and, and be beautiful and, and model life. Yeah. <laughs> so they can have their Instagram account and be like, this is what I look like when I do this. And that's what I look like when I do this. You know, and people are like, 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 you know, 150,000 hearts. Mm. So, uh, <laughs> so, once again, it goes back to the basic premise of what do you want? What do you really want? Do you want to find yourself? And then as an extension of find yourself, finding yourself, you are able to connect, truly connect from the heart to people. And by virtue of having this connection, then you can uh, positively influence this collective consciousness or do you just want to write it out? You know, it's like, uh, do you want to write it out and be, and, and be a good salesman, you know, You'll sell shit at any cost. Yeah. Cause, it, and this is, you know, if you let's, let's compare that to something that most people can relate to, right? It's like a wine night stand, you know, it's like me spending uh, an hour long, uh, you know, story, blah, 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 at the bar. Not anymore, of course. <laughs> and not that I would ever do that, by the way, let's just explain. Um, to, in order to get someone uh, to, to, go to, you know, to, to go to bed with them that night, and then tomorrow's like, yeah, see you, I want to see you. It's this, and to me, this is the unfortunate reality of most people that want to sell others. It doesn't matter if you're, you're, you know, your uh, product is, is good and I might want it, right? That, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter, that's not the point. The point is, where are you in relation to connecting with me? Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. and ultimately, you know, whether or not, and let's face it, usually, usually it's not gonna, being honest with yourself, uh, to to the degree that helps you, that helps your core, that helps your psyche, that helps your spirit, and that gets rid of uh, all this bullshit conditioning, is probably not going to be a bestseller for you, unless you like write a book and everyone's like, oh my god, I could totally. Mm. Do I feel <laughs> so, and I'm not saying all these stories are. You know, there are stories of people that have gone through extreme adversity. Uh, 
and then of course after they come on the other end of it because you never you never get a book of the person who went to prison and got butt raped and and hung himself you know it's like oh he went through all this stuff and then went out there and became you know a an apostle of of helping kids in Africa, you know what I mean? These are the, you know, the, the intricate motivational stories. Mm. Yeah, the, the, the person always has to have got from whatever it was, living in a cardboard box on the side of the road to, yes. ha- you know, being the millionaire. And only that is seen and presented as I got from there to there, you can too, from the point wherever along the spectrum you happen to be. But the main thing is that they're already the millionaire. Um, You don't tend to get the book written by the guy who has got himself from the cardboard box and now he's in a steady nine to five earning, you know, half decent salary. There's nothing exciting to tell about that, even (laughs) though getting him from the cardboard box to the half decent salary job is actually quite an achievement. Um, but it has to be, has to be, well, I'm running my own company and I'm making a million dollars a year. That has to be. And I'm riding a Lamborghini. So that's exactly. So the issue is integrity. What we're dealing with here is it's a bit like having, is owning a gun. You can either use it for good or you can use it for bad. And it depends on your integrity. Right. Yes, it is a weapon. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. one of the actually the, the ability because we're what is that we're talking about here? We're talking about the ability to persuade. Persuasion is one aspect of uh, the educational um, business, the educational business uh, module m- models out there that sells the most because that's the first thing that everyone that wants to sell something needs to find out how to do successfully. Mm-hmm. Oh, person. And of course that's where this, again, this is where the story comes in. And that's why advertising, uh, it has grown so sophisticated mm-hmm. as to, uh, just tell very heartfelt, you know, emotional human mm-hmm. stories to mm-hmm. make as many people relate to them as possible because what happens when that happens? Your critical factor flies away and goes yeah. to Wendy's for a burger. And then what, what, <laughs> what's remaining is a, is a wide open subconscious that is like a four-year-old child ready to accept anything you care to throw inside. You know, mm. it's like, it's like mm. a wishing well, you know? So um, story is hypnosis. Story is hypnosis. That's the language of the subconscious. Storytelling is hypnotic, just as any symbolic work is. You know, uh, that's what art is. That's what music is. Anything that it, that presents a metaphor, anything that presents a symbol, a symbolic act, a sim- uh, uh, and anything that is relate relatable and related to a story is a hypnotic process and so given that um we're on that and that's what makes the world go around what what is your take on conspiracy theories and conspiracy theories in general and how they're used and how they fit into um our day-to-day narratives what what 
what are they about? I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> <laughs> I had to work through the agenda. Look, and and yeah, and given given the fact that you know we joked about this before, you know there are people that call me a conspiracy theorist, and, and uh, of course, in in full disclosure, I have been lulled by a lot of those um, story lines over the years, right? I'd be why because. It's well. There's two reasons why. Number one is because it's so freaking interesting, mm. <laughs> you know. Because I mean, if you if you give me like a storyline from what the history wrote down, you know what I mean, and and it's all like cut and dry fucking bullshit. No, yeah, maybe facts or or you know like dry pieces of information. History. Uh, normally in the way it's being taught, doesn't involve a lot of dramatic storytelling. Mm. You know, at least in the way that's being taught in schools. So, so someone comes and says, I had uh, a, a, an experience with an extraterrestrial. I'm like, what? Just tell me more. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Of course I want to hear about this. What did he do? Prob you. Look, um, ultimately, this is what it comes down to. Uh, you want, as, a, as a person with a highly um, intense sense of imagination, because that's what any creative is, any artistic personality, uh, me, I am drawn to storytelling as much as I'm drawn to, to, to relating it, you know, to just <laughs> delivering it. I'm also drawn to, to uh, consuming it. So, so, yes, of course, I will listen to it. And, yes, of course, if it's, if it's appropriately uh, put together, it will fascinate the hell out of me. Absolutely. Guilty as charged. Uh, but, you know, ultimately, my goal is, personally, my goal is to find the truth. If such a thing exists, the truth about this world, the truth about who we are. And this is why we are having this podcast in the first place. This is why my journey, uh, since I was very young, was all about that sort of thing. Who am I and what the hell am I doing here? I had that. Uh, that kind of nagging uh, questioning happening within me on a daily basis. So I had to just walk down and try to find out what is, you know, because I'm not the kind of people, the kind of person who is going to be like, shut up and just because the, the, the teacher or the clergyman or whatever, whoever told you that this is how it is. And so, you know, fuck up and go do what you're asked to do. Uh, I'm not that kind of person. <laughs> and that's another part of the personality that we talk about. This is my story. <laughs> I'm not that kind of person, right? For better or for worse. Better, hopefully. So the, the conspiracy, any kind of conspiracy, which of course I'm not going to, we talk about conspiracy theorists right now. And uh, I, I, we will, most people, when, when they listen to, to something like that, um, they, connected 
to the theory part. <laughs> it's conspiracy. That means that it's most likely bullshit. That's not what I'm advocating. The fact that I'm drawn to so-called conspiracy theories does not mean that they're all bullshit, mm. right? But at the same time, that means that it's a flavor, a flavor, just like I like strawberry and you like whatever, chocolate. Uh, so let's just say, because once again, my main reason for being alive is drilling deeper, as deep as I can, going down that rabbit hole and finding out why is this presented to me, right? Why do I, everywhere I look, I see part of these stories that some of the people say, ah, it's bullshit. And some of the people are like, holy shit, do something about it. <laughs> it's horrible, right? So, and the reason why it's so plentiful, because I'm also inclined to believe that the truth would not be plentiful out there if the agenda of whoever is ruling is to conceive me, mm. right? Mm. So, so therefore, I am aware of the possibility, if not the probability, of the fact that the story that, the, that I'm biting onto is another form of bait, just like you use different kinds of bait to get different kinds of fish. You know, the, you know like for example, a PC commercial, I wouldn't give a shit, you know, oh, here's the new IBM, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, next, scroll. <laughs> scroll. Because, you know, I, that's not the bait that I'm biting onto, man. But talk to me about the next Apple product. I'd be like, what, what did you do? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. It can make you coffee too? You know? So, uh, so I am perfectly aware of the fact that this could very well be me uh, uh, buying into a certain kind of flavor. And whoever it is that's pulling the strings of me being a puppet, because ultimately most of us struggle. This is what they call it. They call us the masses, right? The masses, well, with the silent M, the asses. That's what we end up being, unfortunately, because we've been ruled by our passions. Someone, you know, throws out a, a zinger, you know, a, a catchphrase, right? How many times have we talked about that? And everyone loses their shit. You know, one on the one side or on the other side. You know what I mean? So it's like, what is the phrase today? What is it like? What is what is it going to be today? What's the phrase that's going to set everyone on fire? So, if you have any sense to understand what sets you off and what triggers you, you understand also that maybe all around the arena you're being screwed with. Yeah by someone who's only interested in attracting your attention long enough for you to be lulled to that specific dream or that specific dream. You know, be it like, oh, are you gonna be the entrepreneur who, yes, you can do it. It doesn't matter if you're 75 years old, you know, cause, cause what's his name? <laughs> Colonel Sanders did it, right? You know, he did it. And then five minutes later after he was a billionaire, she dropped dead. It doesn't matter, you can do it too. Or, you know, Reptilians are out to just <laughs> suck our energy and drain <laughs> us dead. Or, you know, uh, Trump is just going to, you know, turn the whole country into, 
Hitler Youth, whatever your narrative is, man, we got to understand that we're dealing with a narrative here, brother. That's what it is. It's a narrative. And I mean, is that narrative the truth? Who the hell knows? Right? But that's the idea. If you have any intelligence within you, and if that critical factor works at all, you should be able to detect that you yourself are not in a position to know if what you're being thrown and you love that because that's your flavor that's your favorite flavor you you're not in a position to know whether or not that's the truth yeah so you know you you can become more aware yeah but but there's also there's another element to that which is that um over the years there have been conspiracy theories which actually turned out to be true like if you look at the whole um child abuse thing in the catholic church people knew for years and years that that was going on and people talked about it quietly and it did reach levels of awareness in society but it was only a theory because they were holy and they didn't do things like that. So there are many situations in which um, stories, conspiracy theories, whatever, actually turned out to be true. And the difficulty, I suppose, is that when you lump everything into, um, into that one category, it becomes easy to dismiss it as... Um, you know, conspiracy theories are for the fruitcakes, when in fact there's the possibility that some of what people are talking about, it's not about trying to gain power. It may just be about raising awareness about child abuse, for example, um, and stories about what people are doing in, uh, you know, in, um, in, in places of power you know, around that. I mean, you, we've seen all the stuff around your man Epstein and how stuff started to emerge out of there. Um, so I suppose the challenge that people have is um, about, and I think it's about all story, is about having the uh, ability to separate and question where is this person coming from? Where is this person coming from? Where is this person coming from? Um, why are they bringing this to the fore? Is this potentially true? Could this possibly happen? Rather than just diving in, as a lot of people do, and not just with conspiracy theories, but with any news, with any scenario, even the stuff about the virus at the moment, you've started to get people into the do you wear a mask or do you not wear a mask? And that's irresponsible if you don't and all this kind of stuff. People taking sides because they have decided that they're on one or the other side. Um, so there is this tendency um, naturally for us to dive in, as you said, into the flavor of ice cream that we, we are particularly uh, attracted to without actually really asking questions which is, could this be true? Where's the evidence? Can I go and find some for myself? You know, and all that sort of stuff that one needs to do um, if you're, you don't want to be led by the nose over the edge of the cliff. Exactly. 
Uh, that's exactly the point. Yeah. In other words, you, you accept, and, and I'm not saying, you know, that <laughs> actually I have a very recent example, right? So, so here's the thing. I was, you know, I, me on the forefront, you know, the whole pedophilia thing or whatever it is, yeah. you know, the child abuse. Oh, are you kidding me? I, I'm like, you know, it's like I'm the first person who's going to be on the forefront <laughs> of fighting that thing. Yes, that's horrible. Let's get to it. That's one thing. And then I myself found myself uh, falling in that same trap because there was somebody, because you know, there, there are those people that uh, are on the forefront of bringing all these news or news. I don't know what they are <laughs> into the, into their uh, feed. And then everybody's like, Oh my God, you know, Tom Hanks, who is a, I don't fucking, I don't know who he is, but here's, here's, let me give you an interesting scenario not only now tom hanks according to the storyline is a pedophile but they for that reason acquired uh, uh, greek citizenship because they needed to just flee the country and go there Be and by the way parenthesis greece has created a law that says pedophilia is is now uh you know, a, a handicap, like, you know, <laughs> being okay. you know, OCD, you know, <laughs> bipolar. I'm like, what the, you know, of course, and of course, why is it that that alerted me? Because it's, it's a domain that I happen to be very familiar with. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm like, there is no way this was a, you know, a law that created in Greece. Because if that were the case, everyone I know and my entire family, every, you know, friend, I would know because people would go up in arms. They would burn it all down, mm. right? That's like that's that would be like the little bit that the Greek would need to to make to make a whole thing like a whole a holocaust, you know? Yeah. So uh, ultimately, I see this thing and I'm like, no, 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 wait. That's like maybe there's a little bit of truth there. There is a bit of truth. Yeah, you know, there's a truth there. That means that Tom Hanks and his wife acquired. You know, Greek citizenship, that's, that's the true part, right? So if, you, if you manage to string together one troop, and that's, by the way, NLP through and through, my brother, NLP, that's how you do it, right? Mm -hmm. We talked about uh, that the other time we were talking about how to hypnotize, how to self-hypnotize, right? You start with something that all of you can uh, you know agree upon the fact that yeah this is a fact yeah. i am sitting on this chair yeah. yeah i and as i am sitting on this chair and my ass is touching the cushion and my hands are like this and i am breathing <laughs> i am also relaxing more and more and more because the subconscious doesn't have the discernment to know that if you give it three true consecutive truths the fourth one's gonna be uh maybe mm. no so it's gonna bite into it which is exactly what happens every time by the way we get uh, we see a commercial or, or, or an ad that, that mm. into, right it's the same kind of thing yeah have you been <laughs> have you been suffering from ibs all your life me too but you know yeah, you know yeah, yeah. so so you know, someone says, oh, you know, 
my, by the way, Tom Hanks, we all know that he was like involved in my big fat Greek wedding. And it's like his wife is like Greek or whatever. <laughs> they have had relationships with, uh, with Greece for a long time now. So I, if the, the fact that at this moment they managed to get a complimentary citizenship, you know, has to be linked to the fact that they can't wait to get the F out because they're going to be, <laughs> you know, arrested and tried for the crimes against humanity. Yeah, I don't fucking, I don't know. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? I don't know. I have, I have no way of knowing and you don't either. So, and the person, you know, like a person who, who cites an article that says that this is so, and I, you know, that's, that's a, that was brilliant. I was very grateful for having experienced this, you see, because that gives me uh, a taste of my own medicine for every other time that I was inclined to believe something because it was given to me in so and so, so, such and such article. Mm. Yeah. You see, so, Am I saying, no, it's all bullshit? No, I'm not advocating that. But I'm saying, let that thing that's called the critical factor that you possess, <clears throat> and hopefully it's, it, it is equipped enough to discern between what sounds like, oh, iffy, maybe, but maybe it doesn't mean anything. I'll keep my eyes open, you know, and my ears open. And if I see something else related to that, I will tend to explore it. Otherwise, I will put it, you know, we'll file it under the possible bullshit, you know, or possible truth. Who cares? It's the same mm. thing. Mm. Does it make sense? Yeah, and and the the um the the thing is that you know the people who are creating this stuff, you know, if it's true, if it's not true, whatever, they're obviously looking for something, as you said, and what you often see are people getting so drawn in um, and so far down the rabbit hole purely by virtue of, you know, this supports this argument, this supports this argument. I've seen this documentary and that supports this, you know, all this sort of stuff going on. Um, and they are just getting more and more sucked out of being themselves, out of being standing in their own presence and their own power. Whereas actually the best way to um in in my experience to deal with this stuff in order to maintain your perspective is to work on yourself is to keep coming back to how do i stay empowered how do i stay impartial here in order to be able to take a, a clear perspective and not get dragged down um, a rabbit hole which has me on the internet four hours a day looking at all of this conspiracy stuff when I actually could be doing something to build myself up in such a way that if there is something going on I can do, help do something about it. Exactly. Exactly. That's a brilliant point. Exactly. That, and and uh, that's a great... How long have we been going <laughs> By the way, is that I think it's a long time, yeah. <laughs> That's the power um, of stories. Oh man. So, so uh, that's a great way to bring this, to, to anchor it down to what it really all is about. It's about personal development. It's about the life, this life, 
we talk about it every single time, right? Because there is, of course, what we do on this podcast is talk about personal development because that's what the podcast is about. And personal development has a lot of flavors, right? So we attack as many of those as we can. So yes, anything that draws my attention uh, for an unreasonable amount of time towards something that doesn't directly help me make myself better, make myself stronger, make myself more capable, more skilled, more human, more, you know, more anything that serves me is something negative at the end of the day. Because, you know, as uh, one of my mentors has said to me, say, what, how does this serve you to know whether or not you know, reptilians are doing this or the, the, the yeah. grays are doing that or the, the, the uh, what do we call the other guys with the, the man, mantoids or whatever, the gray <laughs> mantis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, a, it's fascinating. But how the fuck does this help me develop myself in this present moment? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like if, 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 they, <clears throat> if someone said, oh, you know, if you go down in that cave, <coughs> you know, on that mountain, Mount Chester, you will see them. They're right there. They're chilling. They're, they're playing chess. They're drinking ouzo. You know, and then I'd be like, holy shit. I, I got to experience that. I, gotta, I have to meet them or not. They'll kill me. I don't know. But, but that, you know what I mean? That when we're dealing with something that can directly benefit my, my sense of reality, being changed, altered in the way that it brings me closer to the reason why I chose to reincarnate on this planet, then if it doesn't, then I choose to move away from it. I'm aware of it. Yeah, I just heard it. I heard that. Mm -hmm. Thank you, David Ike. Yeah. Thank you, David. I can't wait to see someone shift into a reptile because that would be awesome. But until that happens, I have more important things to do. Yeah, exactly. And then the, on a on a day to day basis, the other aspect of the learning is that to be aware that everything that we're engaging with is, in one way or another, a story. So whether it's in business, whether it's our personal lives, it's it's all a story. And the only way that we can maintain our power in this, as much as it is in relation to maintaining our power when, around the conspiracy theories, is that even when we're dealing with families, friends, businesses, etc., is that we need to be aware that it is all about people's stories. Some of them are trying to get stuff from us. Some of them are trying to sell things to us. Uh, some of them are trying to influence us in one way or another. And the only way to, to engage and maintain our own power is to be in a position to say, what is that about? There is a story going on here. What is it about? Who is trying to benefit here? What is their agenda? Now, it's not that we need to go around all the time questioning everything as if we're some kind of, you know, truth detective but it's to be aware that when we start to get sucked into a situation, even if it's a very close personal one, that we should be in a position to say, have some way of stepping back and saying, what is going on here? That's right. Because otherwise you lose perspective. Right? Yes. 
you know, like they have that, you see that in movies, you know, like where, where the character is like this detective or whatever. And, uh, and now they tapped into a story that hits too close to home. Yeah. You know, like uh, uh, Liam Neeson, you know, give me back my, you know, whatever. <laughs> I will find you and I will kill you, mother father. You know, <laughs> yeah. they have lost their shit because it's just, yeah. they're too close to it, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, I love it, man. Life is funny. But, uh, Vincent, my friend, once again, thank you so much for your brilliant uh uh, demeanor and uh, and uh, comments and uh, questions and answers and this has been uh, another one that is close to my heart so there it is my friend uh, and as we always say what do we say let's be careful out there and don't let your mind kill you thanks for listening to your mind is trying to kill you with Alexandros Megas and Vincent Byrne. If you like our show and want to make sure that you don't miss an episode, then we would love if you would subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And you'd be doing us a big favor if you would support us by leaving a review as well. It would also be great if you would take a screenshot of this episode on your smartphone and share it on social media. So join us next Wednesday when we talk more about mind hacking and taking back control of your life. Until then, have a great week.